Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Good morning. It is Friday, May 11th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Well, yesterday was a shocker with the death of Baltimore County Executive Kevin Kamenetz, who was one of the frontrunners for the gubernatorial race in 2018. We got the news just after we recorded yesterday's daily news briefing. Quick put out just a blurb on the death of the county executive. We learned a little bit more yesterday that he awoke at his home in Owings Mills around 2 a.m. complaining of chest pains, and he and his wife went in their car to a local volunteer fire station about two miles from their home, and from the parking lot, Kamenetz himself dialed 911. Volunteers responded to the station, met him there, provided assistance using a defibrillator and performing CPR, but his condition quickly deteriorated, according to Elise Armacost, the public affairs director for the County Fire and Emergency Medical Services. He was transported to the University of Maryland St. Joe Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead at 3.22 a.m., and Arbacost also said that, by all accounts, he appeared to be in excellent health. He saw a doctor regularly, ate well, liked healthy foods, and he liked yogurt and granola. Our thoughts and prayers do go out to his wife and his two teenage sons. As to what that means to his gubernatorial campaign, his name will still be on the ballot for overseas ballots, which will be mailed out next week. But with his sudden passing, his running mate, Valerie Urban, has a decision to make on what happens next in the next five days. The Maryland State Board of Elections have said that under state election law, Urban has five days to decide whether she will run for governor herself and choose a running mate, or whether she will still run for lieutenant governor and find someone to run at the top of the ticket. Lawyers for the state election board are trying to determine whether the law means five calendar days or five business days. As for the rest of Kamenetz's term, County Administrative Officer Fred Holman will serve as acting county executive until the county council appoints someone to serve until next county executive takes office in December. The funeral for Kamenetz is scheduled for Friday. Taxpayers in Annapolis are still reeling from Mayor Gavin Buckley's proposed 20% increase in the tax rate. And the Capitol has a very good article on the reactions of several people throughout the town. Danielle All had written it, and she talked with Stephen Gigliotti, who's a Ward 1 resident, and he said, quite simply, if he can't keep a promise, he can't keep his office. I won't vote for him next time. Now, keep in mind that this increase comes on top of what amounts to sometimes a 40% increase in the assessed value. And I was speaking with somebody that lives in Ward 1, said that his assessed value was in the 700000 for his house, and he saw a 40% increase. To give you an idea of what that means, and I will round the numbers a little bit, under the old system, $700,000 of assessed value, the cumulative rate was $1.31 per $100, which equated to $91.70 in annual taxes, and that would be both the county and the city and everything all wrapped up in one. Under the new rate with a 40% increase, his $700,000 home now is valued at $980,000 of assessed value. At a $1.43 cumulative rate, which does include the new 20% increase in the rate from 
the city of Annapolis, as well as the county and stuff like that. His taxes increased to $14,014 per year. That's a $4,800 per year increase or $403 per month. And as the Capitol article pointed out, there are some people that are saying that we're just not going to be able to shop locally. We're not going to be able to support our local merchants if we've got to spend that money on our taxes. There's some good news and some bad news about the crabs. Despite the seemingly unending winter weather, Maryland found that the population of blue crabs in the Chesapeake Bay are actually very healthy and sustainable. The Blue Crab Winter Dredge Survey by the DNR found that even though 35% of the adult female blue crabs didn't make it through the cold, icy weather, there was a marked increase of young crabs returning to the bay this year. Chris Moore, who's a senior regional ecosystem scientist with the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, said the population is showing much more resiliency to those ups and downs and to those stresses. That's some good news for the bay and for the crabs. On the flip side, federal regulators are starting to enforce a regulation forbidding carry-out shops from accepting food stamps for steamed crabs. And that is stirring a debate over whether such purchases are appropriate use of government benefits and if restrictions can be another blow to Maryland's seafood industry. Officials did warn the retailers last year that they could continue to accept food stamps for crabs only if they sold them alive or raw. They were also told that they had to provide a variety of food staples, not just crabs, to qualify for food stamps transactions. Otherwise, the government is considering them restaurants, which are not eligible to accept food stamps. And this is not only worrying the people selling the crabs, it's also worrying the watermen who are catching them. They're already off to a slow start to the crab season. They're facing a major labor shortage on the eastern shore because of the restricted lottery. And with a healthy, yet slightly smaller crab population, it makes their life that much more difficult. Speaking of difficult lives, Baltimore City Police Commissioner Daryl D'Souza, who was just appointed earlier this year, was charged yesterday with three misdemeanor counts of failure to file an individual tax return. He was charged by federal criminal information, and prosecutors say that he willfully failed to file federal tax returns for the tax years 2013 through 2015, despite being a salaried Baltimore police employee. If convicted, he faces up to one year in prison and a $25,000 fine on each count. And I'm not sure how the police commissioner of Baltimore City, who has been a cop for so long, thinks that that would never get caught. I'm not sure if he's going to be around next week. My bet is that he's gone later today. That's it for the top stories. Please check ionanapolis.net for all of the other news that will come in throughout the day. We have George Young with your local weather forecast. And because it is Friday, we do have your weekend picks coming right up after Sean O'Neill. And I do want to apologize if we sound a little bit wonky today. The computer that we record on got sick and is in the Apple Macintosh hospital right now. So we're recording on an alternate computer. And it is supposed to be back mid-next week. So we may be a little bit funky, a little bit out of kilter for the next four or five days. We do apologize, but we will get back up to speed just as soon as we can. So stay tuned. George Young, The Weekend Stuff to Do, and Sean O'Neill. I'm Sean O'Neill, your local RBC Wealth Management Advisor. When you choose to work with me, you'll have access to a worldwide network of financial products and services only available from a leading global institution. RBC's international reputation for physical strength and stability, world-class capabilities, and corporate values is unique in the financial services industry. 
I also recognize the importance of reinvesting in the communities in which we live and work, and I'm committed to serving my clients by building long-term relationships based on trust, integrity, and confidence. I look forward to helping you with your wealth management needs. Call me, Sean O'Neill, today at 410-573-6723 for a complimentary consultation. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Friday, May the 11th. So today will be a very nice finish to what has been, on the whole, a great weather week for Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County, with plenty of sunshine and highs in the mid to upper 70s. But after today, the region will enter a bit of a prolonged period of unsettled weather as yesterday's cold front becomes Saturday's warm front to the north, bringing high temp Saturday well into the 80s to all of Anne Arundel County. And then that same frontal boundary will return, and it looks like it might hang around the area for a while, either near or right over Annapolis, bringing with it a likelihood of showers throughout much of the day on Sunday for Mother's Day, and then a chance of showers continuing through much of next week as temperatures go back and forth between 70s and 80s, depending on exactly where that frontal boundary sets up relative to our exact point on the map. So at this point, start to expect and plan for the possibility that Mother's Day might be a wet one, and let's hope it works out for the best as we celebrate those that brought us into this world, all of the moms out there. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great weekend, and be sure to download our free app by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store, and also follow us at dmvweather.com or on Twitter or Facebook so you can always stay weather-informed. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. Hey, it's May, and it's Maryland Podcast Month. No, Hallmark didn't invent this puppy, so there's no need to get a card, but do yourself a favor and give a listen to some of the other Maryland-based podcasts. Our right-wing friends, hey, they called us liberals first, at Red Maryland have put together a website called MarylandPodcastMonth.com, and it lists all of the podcasts that are participating this month. Throughout the month of May, many of us will be showing up on other Maryland podcasts as guests, and we'll have all sorts of antics throughout the month. Among the participants are Red Maryland and Ion Annapolis, of course, and then others to cover every topic you can possibly think of. Podcasts such as Quality Time, The Maryland Crabs, A History of Maryland, The Conduit Street Podcast, Laugh Finder, The Extra Point Show, Society Fringe Players, The Mark and Lowell Show, The Engine Mom Podcast, and quite a few more. So go to MarylandPodcastMonth.com, check it out, get familiar with a new podcast near you, and of course, please let all your friends and associates know as well. And we will see you all May during Maryland Podcast Month. Need to make plans for the weekend? We got you covered. Here are our top picks. Be sure to visit ionanapolis.net to sign up for the events newsletter with a listing of all the upcoming area events. Boy, I tell you, Friday couldn't come at a better time for me. So let's get right into it. We've got a couple all weekend long events. The Bay Sox are home. They're going to be taking home the Yard Goats through Sunday. And what a great name for baseball. Take mom out to a baseball game. The Senators come in on Monday. But over at the Howard County Fairgrounds, you've got the Preakness Balloon Fest, and we're getting ready to start with Preakness Week. 
15 balloons will be there. They're going to have balloon glows at night, typically about 8 or 8.45. Music, vendors, food, all sorts of things going on at the Howard County Fairgrounds all weekend. The festival, check this out, is free, but, and there's always a but, it is $20 per car to park. So jam a bunch of people into your car and head on out to the Howard County Fairgrounds. If you want to stay a little bit local tonight, you've got Hot Tub Limo up at Union Jacks. Tomorrow at Anne Arundel County Police Headquarters, South River High School, the Giant Odenton Shopping Center, and Brooklyn Park Middle School. The Anne Arundel County Police Department is sponsoring a Shred-O-Rama. Save yourself from getting your identity stolen, bring your stuff, and that's happening from 9 a.m. to noon. And once you're done over there, head over to Eastport, and well, actually the Annapolis side of the Eastport Bridge, for the grueling .05k bridge run which gets underway at the crack of noon, as do all things Eastport. And once you're done working up a sweat there, head on up to Government House. From noon to three, they're having an open house in celebration of its birthday, 150 years. And for those that aren't sure of what the Government House is, that's actually the Governor's Mansion right up there on State Circle. It is free and open to the public. Tomorrow night, Southern Charm takes on Union Jacks. Great country band. Head on out there and check that out. And Sunday, Mother's Day, if you're looking for some places to go for brunch, take mom. I would look at Main and Market, Blackwall Hitch, Ram's Head. And if you don't want all the fancy things, but a really solid breakfast, Excellence over there by Best Buy and Staples. If you're looking for something really different, I believe the Schooner Woodwinds have a Sunday brunch sailing as well. You might want to check that out because that would be definitely unique. A little bit later on in the evening, you've got the outdoor movies at Reynolds Tavern on their patio. That gets underway at about dusk. And to all the St. Johnnies on Sunday that are graduating, congratulations. Yes, on Sunday, it is the St. John's College graduation. It begins at 10.30 a.m. And I can't think of a better Mother's Day present than having your son or daughter graduate from college. That's about it for the weekend. Have a great one. Be safe. And we will see you on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.